Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece and give it our super scientific rating and hang out and chat and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Julie. Uh, hello. Uh, recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, it's... Uh... <laughs> Can I just be, can I, ready, honesty corner. Um, this is my first night off from my 125 plus kids show that I'm directing. And so I'm like a glass and a half of wine in. So. Oh man. It's a good time. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have some wine later in honor of you. Yes. Um, here, here. Okay. So this wasn't that I didn't have something to be clear. Okay. which is usually the case it for was the yeah but let the record show, show what it. happened was my immediate thought was like i want to rewatch the last of us oh my gosh right and i wanted to recommend that and then i was like hey I, I can't recommend a show that like we've moved on like ted lasso's out now like we're in the ted lasso mm -hmm. era of this recording and we've moved on from The Last of Us and we're watching The Mandalorian and squinting and tilting our head and trying to make it feel like more of The Last of Us. That's right. I said what I said. I mean, I don't feel like we've moved on. From, I haven't moved on. Like, I literally scheduled an appointment to get a strawberry flowers tattoo. I have not oh. moved on from The Last of Us. How beautiful. Yeah. So um, good, we, right? We did watch Mandalorian last night. Tony and I. Tony, friend of the podcast, our favorite. Yes. Um we watched it last night and we were like what there's so little of the mandalorian in this episode of the mandalorian yeah uh the last of us is technically a pop culture period piece because a lot of it takes place in 2003 Ooh. so uh, just saying if we ever uh get our minisode idea off the ground yeah we're working it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Laura and Julie, grand ideas. <laughs> yeah. Grander schedule. <laughs> yes. We're very busy and that's wonderful for us. I mean, that's all we have to say. Watch The Last of Us. If you haven't watched it, what have you been doing? If you have watched it, rewatch it. Yeah. And then if you've rewatched it, watch all the YouTube videos and listen to the podcast. Oh, that's that podcast is so good yeah and just their ability to talk about like the reasons they made differences from the video game and like how they adapted it and then how they incorporated like the original voice actors and why they incorporated them in those roles oh. because it, it i mean how often have you watched something that's an adaptation of something and, and it doesn't like, measure oh. up yeah mm-hmm well, especially video games, because video games, like their structure is like, we're going to tell this story, but most of the time it's going to be hunting, gathering, creating materials, using materials, and then there'll be like seven bosses, right? And so, yeah, I just felt ugh, so good. Yeah, it was, yeah, no yeah. notes. No notes. <laughs> Laura, what do you recommend? Or are you just using my recommendation? I'm just using your recommendation. Well, I mean, I was going to recommend Friend of the Podcast. Tony has um, a podcast. And I forget. I've I've listened to both episodes and I forget the name of it. So um, I'll look it up. But it is phenomenal. It is about uh, grieving 
and grieving uh, your parents after they pass when you are young. Um, and it's done with like an amazing sense of humor and also empathy and like everything that Tony is as a human. Um, so I highly recommend it. I need to find the name of it. Tony, why don't you have it on your page? I'll find um, it and we'll put it in our show notes. <laughs> well, it's it's love, grieve, wait, live, grieve, love. I believe so. Because I, ju- I actually, this is embarrassing. I just listened to it last night. Grieve, laugh, love. Grieve, laugh, love. Okay. I, I got the words. I was not in the right order, but I got there. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful podcast. Like, absolutely beautiful. So, two friends who, like, love each other, just, like, listening to each other and laughing with each other. So, Julie. Laura. Today, today we're going to talk about wonder. The um, wonder. The wonder. I am sorry. Well, only because there is a movie called Wonder. Oh. The wonder. Um, which is a Netflix original series. Is it Netflix original? Wine, last and a half of wine. Um, Netflix original movie that came out in 2022 starring florence Pugh, who's was it your pick or my pick i think it was a mutual like we should just do this right i i think originally it was my pick but okay we can share it as a pick let's share no. you know what it's our pick they're all our pick um no julie it's your pick do you want to give the summary i'll give you the summary i'm okay. gonna give it to you oh oh damn <laughs> this is the story of anna and um 11 year old Irish girl who reportedly stops eating but remains miraculously alive and well. She says on surviving from manna from heaven a nurse uh, Lib is sent to observe her to see if she is indeed surviving without food or water. Um, And we'll probably dig into this in a bit but I will also add to the summary that she splits the time with Mm -hmm. a nun. So she takes like eight hours the nun takes like eight hours yeah let's talk about it mm-hmm. so okay opening mm-hmm. yeah right out the gate mm-hmm. like that we're in a warehouse we see like set pieces mm-hmm. and it it's not um ireland in this time mm-hmm. it's very like fourth wall breaking like like not even Florence Pugh's characters talking like somebody else in the movie is talking and they're like framing it as like like this is a film mm-hmm. These it's are like characters. a set warehouse yeah. yeah um and so they they set it up that way and like go into the narration and then introduce Florence Pugh's character so and then they bookend it at the end too and maybe mm-hmm. we should wait to talk about it till we talk about the whole movie but what was your i have thoughts on it's it's very like mysterious of what it means because they're not going back to this framing device any other time except for the beginning and the end what do you think it meant or what did it mean to you yeah well this is a loaded question because of course it's me so you know i like looked up shit okay yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. explain to me what this means um but one thing that someone said that really spoke to me was that well the director but the director was talking about how it's telling the viewer like you're going to be exposed to 
other people's stories and other people's narrative and like do mm-hmm. they believe their own story um mm-hmm. and i think that's so important in this film because like um you know anna the the child like so strongly believes like no i'm being fed from heaven that like i i started to be like well maybe that's the spin that there like there's going to be like a plot revelation and lid realizes that that's is what happening like there's like some supernatural element to it like maybe there's vampires um mm-hmm. so i did like she she that character believed her truth so strongly i started to believe that there was some way for that to be true mm-hmm. yeah i really liked that for for me it felt similar whereas where because we're in the set warehouse it had like probably at least you see one house-like structure on on scaffolding so it must have been maybe the upstairs set or something like that and it talks about like the stories that we weave and it's like no matter what you see in media whether it's film or they use newspapers a lot or all you know or what we tell Mm -hmm. each other like our reality is our perception of reality it is not tangible facts and i'll also say and this obviously this film was created much earlier but we're we're sort of in a time right now that i hope is going to be short-lived but we're we're in a time right now where stories and and how significant they are to growth and discovery and developing empathy and understanding other people like all of that is being called into question mm-hmm. um, and and being politicized. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of stories to my child and like, I'm so aware every time I read a story of like, oh, this would be banned in Florida if DeSantis has his way. Mm-hmm. And it's all for just like ridiculous reasons. Like I read a, a beautiful book today and it's just about like planet Earth, but in one of the pages, it talks about how humans come in all different shapes and sizes and colors and there's just all these images of Mm -hmm. like watercolor images of people and in one there's there's two women getting married and i'm like desantis would have this book banned like Mm -hmm. that's horrible um but that that makes me think of that like it is so important that we have stories so that people grow Mm -hmm. i think it's it's um it's very interesting being someone who used to live in Florida, being your friend in Pennsylvania that has so many friends living in Florida to see what is happening there and yeah. how scary it is. Like truly. Um, it's yeah. especially since, I mean, like honestly for him, it's all in service of him running for president. Yeah. Like he is, actively trying to rile up a base Mm -hmm. and i do not think they're the majority but what i do fear is that there are enough people that are like one issue voters Mm -hmm. that as long as their issue is covered by desantis or trump or whomever they they'll sort of look the other way on other things because it doesn't necessarily impact them directly Mm mm-hmm well and and anger and the other 
makes it easier to rile people up too Mm, mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to go back to (laughs) the movie the wonder um when it comes to that like you you see that when it comes to like this nurse being an english nurse who is a woman of science coming into this land of like catholicism and the kind of pushback and the so she's brought in with like a board um and so it's the time split between her and a nun and to see the kind of push and pull that these two forces have to figure out like quote unquote the truth right yeah um i thought it was i uh so i wanted maybe i'm growing as a human and i'm like getting over some of my like shit (laughs) but like i think like 22 year old laura maybe 24 year old laura would have like loved this movie i appreciated this movie (laughs) you know um i feel like there are we there are a few movies that i've watched that had this like young girl um has been molested by a family member and therefore Mm -hmm. we rely on the supernatural to explain it and none of those movies we've ever watched or I've ever watched have like, I don't know, just fully felt satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, like this one was getting there. Like, I feel like American, American Haunting could hobble. It didn't walk anywhere. <sighs> hobble so that this could like leisurely stroll, but nobody's running yet. <laughs> well, and there's also like... Like, I'll say it. I think that I could watch Florence Pugh brush her teeth. Oh, yes. And it would be fascinating to me. The amount of time she just, like, eats porridge in this movie that I'm like, yes, I'm here. Yeah. She <laughs> she really is just, like, truly magnetic on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, to your, to your point, not to your credit, to your point, like, it does mean that, like, everyone else... <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's just not going to be at that level. And that's not to say that they're not all talented actors, but mm-hmm. they're not Florence Pugh. Well, some people are just fascinating to watch on screen. Yeah. Like, fascinating. Yes. And she's, in anything, she yeah. is one of those people. I, it was interesting because there is there is this Catholicism and like versus science kind of push and pull throughout this whole thing. And I did want to just gently talk mm-hmm. about whenever she finds out the truth of like what's happening and she talks about it to the board of directors and then they ask the nun and the nun says, no, that's not true. But then later in the show, in the movie, you figure out that like she definitely knew what the truth was, but she was scared to say it because like as a nun, yeah, like... <laughs> If you have all of these Catholic men who have called you to the board, you can't speak against it. Yeah. And I thought that that was, I felt like that could have been played more. Um, but yeah. The production design, though, was fire. <laughs> <laughs> the blue dress, the yellow dress contrasting with the blue dress, the la- like the the purple, it's not lavender, but the purple within the Irish fields. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Gorgeous. She was like a bunch of paintings. Yeah. 
So you looked it up, Julie. Yeah. What made you want to look at, like, what made you want to look stuff up? Was it just the framing device or is there something else about the movie that left you wanting? Um, no, it was just so unexpected. Like, it was just such an unexpected thing. And then when it, you know, bookended and went back to it, I was like, I need someone <laughs> to help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I felt like it was very, like, so Florence Pugh, like, when this came out, was coming off of, like, it came out right after Don't Worry Darling. Like, mm -hmm. boom, boom. And so there's, like, that, and it's another period piece that's, like, advertises, like, a mystery horror, which it kind of was there, um, but wasn't at the same time. Well, yeah, and here's, I don't want to take away from what you were saying, so I'll wait. No, the floor is yours. Well, what I was going (laughs) to say is... Like they do, they do set it up as that sort of like thriller potential horror thing, and and this is also like it came out, you know, we're in the like um, midnight mass haunting of Hill House era where there is there's like some sort of supernatural element, and I'm so curious, you know, if it wasn't framed that way, if it was just like here's a drama, here's a slow drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, it's based on a book and it's the same author that wrote Room. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I, so Julie, do you like for a movie to meet your expectations or a movie to like do something completely different? Like when a trailer comes out, do you feel complete when a movie like hits exactly what's in the trailer or do you feel complete when you're like oh shit like the m night Shyamalan effect Mm -hmm. i so i think it's a fine line for me Mm -hmm. because the fine line is like i love the m night Shyamalan effect Mm -hmm. but if the trailer but if it's a situation where like the movie is literally marketed as something it's not Mm -hmm. that's when i get annoyed um case in point what is that movie i think it's literally called the breakup the jennifer aniston one. Oh, it's the breakup the breakup so it's her and vince vaughn mm-hmm. and they marketed that movie as a comedy oh those assholes yeah they were like look at this funny movie about two people that break up and you're like oh okay ha 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 they're they're working through their shit or whatever it wasn't mm-hmm. a comedy at all like it was a very sad movie and they didn't do the movie a service by presenting it as a comedy like Mm -hmm. if they presented it as the type of movie it was i probably would have seen it and i probably would have enjoyed it better than me going into this movie with the expectations of like i'm in the mental headspace where i need and or want a comedy and this Mm -hmm. is what i'm gonna get and instead i got this very very sad movie and i was like that that wasn't what I needed tonight. Like a yeah. lot of times when we're choosing our movies, it's not, oh, we want to watch this specific movie. You know, it's Mike and I saying like, what are you in the mood for? Mm-hmm. I think that the, so first off, I saw the breakup for the first time on a first date. So there's that. Um, <laughs> spoiler, did not last. Um, but <laughs> I was, probably on the phone with my mother probably a week ago where I was saying how that is one of the most realistic and like heartbreaking scripts that there is it is yeah. so well written if yeah. you're actually 
talking about a breakup and you didn't advertise it as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, to be fair, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this movie did this, but I think it does open the conversation. Yeah. For, for situations like that. Well, I think, it I think they just kept it like nebulous enough that I was like, what, where is this going? Yeah. And it, she, there was some moments in the movie where she was like licking her own blood and like in her own trance that you're like, oh, something supernatural is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, not at all. Not at all. So there were scenes where now that we know the end, it's like, did we really ever need those scenes? But at the same time, maybe that's the whole point of like, we were constructing our own narrative of where the story was going. Yeah. As an outside perspective. But the narrative that they were living was different. Mm, mm -hmm. Maybe that's the point of the movie. I don't I don't know if that's the point. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. For me, I mean, the I, point was to watch Florence Pugh in a blue 1850s dress. So, uh, a so vision. Fantastic. So fantastic. Truly a vision. I feel like what would okay, so you're a nurse, 1850s. Oh, I, I thought you it, I thought you were just saying like you're a nurse, and I'm like, no, I'm not, Laura. You, don't don't mislead. No, you audience. are a nurse. <laughs> no, I'm not. I know that you and Mike have watched all of Grey's Anatomy. So, no, Mike has. I don't watch this show. <laughs> Did you think I also watch it? I feel like you are in the room sometimes when it happens. No. Oh. Early on in our dating, like he kept trying to catch me up on the show. He'd be like, "Oh, did you watch Grey's last night?" I'm like, "I, no, I haven't watched since the plane crash." My favorite thing is when I stay with you and he's sometimes like watching it while he's making breakfast. (laughs) I I tune out when he whatever he watches in the morning because frequently it's something with like a cartoon voice that like gets under my skin. Mm. Yes. So you're in you're a hypothetical. Let the record show. I'm a hypothetical. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a hypothetical nurse. For legal reasons. Uh, You're a hypothetical nurse. This is happening to you. I felt like her plan was so outrageous. And so I'm just wondering, like, what would your plan be? To figure this out? Yeah. No, to get her out of there. Oh, yeah. I can't kill people, right? No, you can kill people. You can Joel it all you want. (laughs) I I mean, I... I'm I'm joking about killing people, but like I don't Let know how show. else. Yeah, yeah. I'm jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I don't I don't know how I would do it without doing it by force. Mm-hmm. Truly, I would... that's I mean <laughs> that that's a whole psychological thing with me of like, does that mean like I think I can't do things without <laughs> forcing them? So what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have thought about this. No, to pull, I just wanted to pull you out of the um, narrative you were constructing in your head uh, that I would try to do some, I don't know the science behind this, but I would if I was a nurse, some type of like Juliet poison sitch 
Mm. Or she looked dead but wasn't. And I was okay. like, Okay, okay. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, well, but but then the Catholic Church may take her and be like, Oh, well, shrine, she's a miracle or whatever. Or try to do an autopsy. But that's what I would do. I would just do that. And then, ooh, and then maybe I'd steal her and then be like, Other people stole her because she was a miracle child. It wasn't me, it was those other people. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did i tell you i went to catholic school you you always glean on it but you don't like talk about it too much oh okay i went i went to catholic school until second grade mm-hmm. um prior to second grade that wasn't the this this story is not the thing that had them pull me out i think i think they just took us out because it got too expensive to be quite honest um but I had a crying problem. They shamed it out of me. Oh, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of Catholic guilt. Yeah, I felt oh. for that nun in that scene. I mean, it was it was truly tragic. Like the fact that she said that I saw an angel carrying her on horseback. It's like, oh, then you knew everything. You just feel like you can't speak about any of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, how many how many nuns were out there? for so long and probably still let's be honest that is just like women who don't want to get married yes and that's the option available to them yeah and they're like i can be provided for i can be a teacher and like men will leave me the fuck alone yep yeah anything else you want oh i did kind of laugh though because there this movie was a little it was trying to it was trying to put a lot in when it came to Florence Pugh's character story that I don't think was necessary. I will say <laughs> I hope we're laughing at the same thing. Go no, ahead. I was just gonna say this movie made more sense to me than the Virgin Suicides. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like that that wasn't what i was thinking julie what were you gonna say <laughs> oh i was thinking that like they just had sex like really like not even like sweet loving sex they had like hardcore pound against the door sex and then the next scene she goes i had a baby she lived three weeks i was like oh wait till like the third <laughs> date or something i feel like that's all i just feel like they shoehorn that in yeah yeah <laughs> gosh i forgot i forgot about that i actually watched the movie several weeks ago mm-hmm. um before, before the baby. baby and now that you're reminding me of that i'm like oh glad i didn't watch it after baby because well i i told you how i wept at the first 10 minutes of the finale of last of us valid yeah everyone should and let the record show that by the time this episode airs if you haven't watched that, then you don't actually watch that show. Yeah. We're not spoiling anything in the slightest. TikTok's already spoiled all of it for you. True. All right. Anything else to say? <sighs> no. Okay. <laughs> One out of ten. Needles you prick your finger with. Uh, what you give this movie? Uh, I think I give it a six. Okay. Um, you know, Florence Pugh is a vision, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept my attention. 
Okay. And it was intriguing enough that I'd like to read the book. Okay. What about I it? give it, I think this might, I think I'm going to shock you. Oh my God. I'm going to give it a four. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, th- I mean, Florence Pugh's a vision. I thought in general, well, like beautiful production design. I just feel like I've seen this movie four or five mm-hmm. times. Sure. You know? And so there was nothing about it that made me feel, especially because it just, it just was advertised as a different movie. So then when we started watching it, I was like, oh, I've seen this. So, yeah. Julie. Laura. <laughs> yes. What are you looking forward to? Um, sleep. Uh, no. Um, oh, same. I'm looking forward <laughs> to. So, speaking of uh, some stuff that's happening and pop culture period piece, um, I am a director of immersive experiences in Pittsburgh, and we are doing a jane austen tea oh. at um it's called the high hold restaurant it's a high-end restaurant and uh fine dining and we have partnered with um a tea company to make a lady high hold tea and oh. so it'll be the lady high hold gossip papers and um it'll be a themed garden tea event and i'm really excited about it it's super just cute and fun so amazing yeah what about you um i'm looking forward to um in a few weeks i actually get to go to chicago for another comic-con um so this this year i get to do two last year i did one um every time i do one i feel incredibly lucky because it's just that's such a specific industry and it it really is just dependent upon what is what is the client looking for that during that time like do they want people that are celebrities do they want people that are more newscasters to interview you know do they want people that are just passionate and and good at talking so Hmm. i i never know if i'm gonna go so every time i get asked to go i'm always like super grateful (laughs) i yeah i can't wait i need to youtube stalk you to see if any of your panels are on youtube yet Oh my gosh, yeah. I have to YouTube stalk me. Yeah, because Comic-Con panels are almost always on YouTube, so. Mm-hmm. See you in action. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. We are now on a bi-weekly schedule. Um, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, like us on social media. I am uh, at Laura Irene Young on Instagram. And Julie, where are you at? I am at bookstore underscore gal on Instagram. Yeah, so you can watch us on, you know, come see us on Pop Culture Period Peace Instagram, but also follow us on those because we're doing a lot of exciting things. Like the reason we're going bi-weekly is because uh, we kind of have to, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you for listening and bye. Culture Period Peace Podcast is a member of the Trident Network. To catch more of our podcasts, live shows, and videos, head over to thetridentnetwork.com.